We are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. I'm excited to get in the word now. Just to introduce myself a little bit, uh, I'm an audience participation preacher. I am a communic. I'm a holla back preacher. You know, I preach faster that way. You know, you may say, you may hear something, and you're like, "Ooh, that was for me." You may hear something and say, "Ooh, that was for you." Uh, you know, uh, you may hear something, but don't do that by the way. Uh, but, uh, uh, you, you know, you could just say, okay, I see you. I've, I've heard people say preach white boy. I'm sure he gets that all the time too. White chocolate, right? Uh, uh, but it just, it just helps me along. And so we'll, we'll, we'll get going here. I'm excited, uh, about what God is doing in 2018. I'm excited about what God's doing right here at Fuel Church. Yeah, you excited? Well, you know, I, I've been I've been thinking about uh, the process of faith, and I, I come up from kind of word of faith Pentecostal background. I come up from um, you know uh, preachers and that have long, long, long services and stuff, and and it was good stuff. I learned a lot from it. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for my heritage, uh, but. I just, you know, I heard one, one thought a lot about, you know, the right now miracle or the right now, I'm going to have it right now. And I believe that God does miracles now. I do believe that he does do that. But I've seen as I've gotten older and as I've been around and mentored and learned and just been a lifelong learner, I've, I've learned that God does things, his timing, and a lot of times it's a process that he's maturing me and helping me so that I could receive the blessing for my life. I think of that scripture that says, God will not give you anything you cannot handle. And I think we use that when we're going through a storm, but I also think that he's, he can't give us the blessing until we can handle that blessing. And so the thought tonight is, is, is you know, I, I was... I was watching this just, you know, I'm a basketball person. Um, I, I like the Nets, then Brooklyn. I'm originally from Jersey. Loose, I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I'm a basketball person. It's the playoffs. A couple years ago, I'm watching this playoff game. I'm, I'm sitting down on my couch, and I'm watching this game. I'm, I got my soda. I'm, 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 I got my popcorn. I'm watching this game, and it was a complete blowout. You ever watch one of those? And it's like, okay, it's time to watch something else. This like, this game is over. And uh, I, I was watching, um, this, this team, OKC Thunder, and they were just getting killed. I mean, it's 25, 28, 30 points. And, and before I just turned the channel and said, okay, I'm going to do something else. I started to watch off of a timeout you know, they cleared the bench. So it's everybody on the bench. And I started to watch what happened to this team. This team started to just play like 
there's only four minutes left in the game. We know the game is over. All the all-stars are on the bench. And I'm watching this team go after it like it's the first quarter. I'm watching them getting to position. I'm watching them eager. I'm watching, I'm going, man, like, bro, like the game is over. Like the, the fans have left the building. You know what I'm talking about? Like it, it is not going to happen. But I'm watching this team act like, no, they're not losing. They're going after it. I was so blown away that I could not turn the channel because I was watching them go after it. I mean, defense, they're, they're running plays. I'm thinking, man, why aren't they not just giving up? But what was happening was, is they were creating a rhythm and they were creating a momentum. And then, you know, I love the analyst. I love what the analyst will say, because after the game, I'm listening to Kenny Smith on TNT. And he's talking about he's talking about the game and he's talking about how even though they lost, they had the advantage. And I thought, that's crazy. Even though they lost, they have the momentum. And because they were creating this momentum, that it almost took away the win from the other team. And I started to just think about that in life, that sometimes we go through losses and we may be looking at it as a loss, you know, but really it's just a learning moment. Really, it's just about shifting the momentum. And I started to think about it. They quit. They got over the fact that they were going to lose that game, but they were preparing their mindset. They were preparing their heart. They were shifting the momentum. Let me, let me spell it out for you a, a different way way is is when you come home and and you get an unexpected bill something happens and one of your kids is sick something's happening in your life you're diagnosed with something you're facing something but instead of sitting down and getting depressed and saying it's over instead of just letting go and instead of just saying it this is done you can stand up you could rise up you could take your rightful place and say, God, I know you're about to do something. See, these players got in position. They were in rhythm. They were running plays. They were looking, they were excited. And even though they were losing the game, they were preparing their heart for the next thing. They were getting ready for the next thing. See, a lot of us look at our, our, our season and we sit down and, and just throw in the towel. We, 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 we don't give up on God, but we give up on a season. We give up on a season because it's too overwhelming. It's too, we feel like we failed or we got in an argument with our wife or one of our kids or we made a mistake. (laughs) For someone to make a mistake? I mean, all of us have made mistakes. All of us have made mistakes and constantly make mistakes. But sometimes as a follower of Christ, wanting to do things right, we get so discouraged that we throw in the towel on our season. We give up on our season, but all we need to do is just get up from the bench and get in the game and don't stop playing. Don't stop going after God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop going after what God has for our life. We may not like the circumstances that we may be around. We may not like what we're facing or what the doctor said about our son or our daughter. We may not like what the bill that just came in the mail. We may disagree with some of the circumstances maybe or the situation that's happening in our family and our relationships and our marriage. But what God is doing 
is, is he's looking for you and I just to get back in the game and keep dribbling and keep going and keep going after God and saying, God, it doesn't look like I'm winning, but I know that I'm not going to win anyway because you won already. Thank you, Jesus. So I, so I started to think about how we can keep going, keep going when our season feels like a failure. And, 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 and instead of thinking that you're losing, just start thinking, I'm learning. You, you know, all of us, and you know, Nikki and I said, I said, we're celebrating our 10 years. We've gotten arguments. We've gotten into disagreements. But, but our marriage is not a failure because of a disagreement or because we didn't see eye to eye or because we got into an argument. We're learning. We're growing. We're developing. And through that opportunity, we can seize it by our mindset and how we rebound. Go with me real quickly to Luke chapter 17. Luke 16. Luke chapter 17, verse 12. Luke 17, verse 12. 12. It says, then as he entered a certain village, this is speaking of Jesus, there met him 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So when he, when he saved them, or when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest." And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. I want you to focus on this last part of the scripture. It says, as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. If you look in the scriptures, a lot of times Jesus instantaneously, bam, someone gets healed. Right there, something happens. A lot of times things happen really fast. But there are also these times that just like this, as they went, they had our instruction. And as they went, I could imagine as a leper, you know, if you look, you don't see lepers nowadays. They're in different, some of different countries and things. But as a leper, if you Google and looked it and seen, you know, as a leper, you, you have this stuff on your body, on your face. Can you imagine the son of God tells you, you know, as you go, you know, just go ahead and go to show yourself to the priest. And, and they're just thinking as they're following, these lepers are following and going to the priest. I would imagine if I was a leper at that situation that I would keep checking and looking and seeing, I would be like, okay, is it, is it, is it working? Is, is this happening? I gave my life. I listened to Christ. I raised my hand. I made a decision. Is, is this, what's happening? I don't, I don't see a change yet. I've heard from Jesus, but I don't see a change yet. And a lot of times you and I, we go through things and we make decisions and we make commitments and we're in the process. But while we're in the process, we're not seeing results yet. We're not seeing the change in our marriage like we want to see it. We're not seeing what the results that we want to see. We don't, we're not seeing it in our son or our daughter in their schooling and their relationships. We're not seeing that depression leave. We're not seeing that anxiety leave. But Jesus gave us a word. Just, just go to the priest. Just keep, but look at you on a Thursday night in the house of God. 
Look at you right now on a Thursday night. You could be anywhere in Indiana. You could be anywhere in the United States, but you find yourself on a Thursday night. You radical fuel church. Look at coming up in here, just hungry for the word of God, a midweek service. Who does that anymore? But you're here because you're following the word of God. You position yourself in your, as you're going, you may not see results yet, but you're in the process of seeing results. Come on, let's give God some praise. So what do you do when you're facing anxiety? You just keep going. What do you do when the doctor tells you it's not a good report? What do you do when you're facing the financial pressure and the business is not where it needs to be and the numbers are low? What do you do? You just keep going. You just keep going towards what God has for you. You just keep taking the next step. You just keep going and just, and and you may not see it yet, but as your faith is an act, and as you, as you're taking that step and as you're serving on the dream team, as you're going through next steps, as, as you're beginning to know God, look what happens when you begin to know God. You begin to find freedom. You'll never find freedom till you know God. See, that's why it's in, it's in order. You know, know God and then find freedom. The more you get to know God, do you know, uh, uh, in this room tonight, I'm continually finding freedom. As a preacher tonight, I still have things in my life that I need to find freedom from. But the more I get to know God, the more freedom I walk in in my life. So I don't stop. I don't arrive. I just get to know God more. And as I get to know more God more, I walk in more freedom. And as I walk in more freedom, I discover my purpose. So, so it happens by me getting to know God more, being in the house of God more, serving and doing a little bit more, being a little bit more, just going the extra mile, just doing a little bit more. And as I'm doing it, I may not be seeing the results on the outside, but God's doing something on the inside of my life. He's doing something right in here. And as he's doing something right in here on the dream team, serving, changing diapers, as, as you're on the parking lot telling people, welcome home. And as you're smiling and shaking people's hands, as you're, as you're being the hands and feet of Jesus, literally in the house of God, serving, what is happening? What is happening to you? Oh, it's blessing you. It's working in your life. It's better to give than receive, right? What are you doing? You're enlarging your life. What are you doing? You're increasing your capacity. You're increasing your capacity so that you can hold on so that when God pours the blessing, you can contain it so that you can receive it. See, God can bless you with the car, but if you don't have a license and you don't have a job, you're not going to be able to pay the insurance for that car. So that car is going to sit there. So what God, so instead of saying, why are these things not happening now? And why am I not met my husband or my wife yet? Why, why are we not got pregnant yet? Why is, why did he not get the new job yet? What you need to be focused on is increasing your capacity so that when God gives it to you, you don't lose it in two weeks. Thank you, Jesus. 
See, because if you're increasing your capacity, then you're directly in the will of, you're directly in the will of God and you find the will of God through the word of God. And if you're getting to know God more, you, then you're finding yourself walking in the will of God and then you're able to receive what God has for you. And what he has for you is always better. It's always greater than you can imagine. Because Ephesians 3, 3.20 says it. It says he'll do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. But when we're in the process sometimes, it's so quickly that, that emotionally you could just totally lose it. You could totally, you know, uh, the other day I was going to Chick-fil-A. And uh, man, I love me some Chick-fil-A, man. They are going to serve Chick-fil-A in heaven. I know that for sure. That's not a prophetic word. I just believe it. You know, like Chick-fil-A is the truth, right? I'm in Chick-fil-A. It's, it's, it's a, you know, I have a midweek service Wednesday night at our church. And so I'm getting ready for it. I'm excited. It's a, it's lunchtime. I'm ready to feed myself. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to feed myself spiritually later, but right now, physically, I'm hungry. I'm ready. I pull up. And as I pull up, you know, usually they're, they're so kind. They say all the right things at Chick-fil-A. I'm just like, thank you so much. I just, come on, give me a hug. I can't give you a hug at the drive-thru. I'm just so excited to be connected with you right here as you're giving me these amazing fries that are perfectly cooked, right? But before they could even say hello, I see this guy as I'm pulling up the drive-thru. He, this guy's eyes pop open like as wide as can be. And, the, and, he's, and he's looking at me and he's like, dude, do not move. And I'm like, I really can't go anywhere. I'm in a drive-thru. Where can I move at? I can't even open my door. I'm so close, right? And he's like, you have this um, gigantic spider on the top of your headset or your, right here on the back of your... And I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to freak you out. Freak you out? I am losing it, y'all. I'm like, dude... I'm like, there's a car in front of me. You know, the people that like already got their stuff, but they're making sure that they have the right change. I'm like, bro, pull up. I'm like, I'm trying to get out, beeping the horn. I don't even care about my food. I just don't want to get bit by this crazy spider. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm like, I'm freaking out. I am just, I'm like, what? So finally this person pulls up because they, they made sure that they got the 26 cents from, and I'm like, dude, I'm about to just, lay hands on you. (laughs) I'm about to show you Jesus, but I got a problem. I can't even show him Jesus because I'm thinking about this spider and it biting my head. And I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So finally they pull through. I I, I mean, I mean the first thing, so I pull up, I pull through. The first thing I do is I'm like, it could be on my shirt. I take my shirt off. I'm running out. I'm taking my shirt off. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm looking everywhere. Where is this thing? This thing, where could it be? I'm like, man. And then I was thinking, well, no, no, you can, you didn't see it. You can sit back down. But then I'm like, no, I can't, I can't go sit back down. What if it's hiding and it's going to pop up and it's going to bite me? This is right now killing my whole lunch hour. I'm totally wasting so much time. And I'm so frustrated. I'm going, what is, I'm, so then I'm thinking, okay, I'm outside. Now I have no shirt on. People are passing. Hey, Mark, listen, how you doing? Yeah, that's my youth pastor. He's preaching tonight. <laughs> it's just crazy. Talk about overreacting, right? 
So, so what happens is, is finally I'm searching and I realize I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere and I find it. It's really on the top of my headset or not my headset. I can't think, think of what it's called, but the top, it's like literally on top. This thing is, this thing is this big. You know what I did that thing? I didn't hesitate. I didn't go, well, you know, nature, you know, I wish if we could knock it down. I'm sorry if someone loves spiders and has them at their home, but I got, I got gangster with that thing real quick. I knocked that thing out. I wasn't, wasn't going to just let it just stay there. No, no, no. I, I got that thing. I, I should have I brought pictures, but I wasn't planning on sharing this tonight. But, but uh, uh, I mean, I destroyed that spider. I made sure that there weren't any other spider friends with this spider. Why? Because I didn't want to allow it in my car to eventually get to me. And when we're losing and we're going through struggles and we're going through battles, there's thoughts that come in our mind. There's, there, there's that, why don't you just quit? Why, why don't you just, you can't do it. See, everybody else is getting through this, but you're not overcoming this addiction. But you just got to keep going. And the way to keep going is sometimes you have to say, shut up. This is enough. Sometimes you got to get in your car and cry out to God like those lepers and say, in the name of Jesus, I just speak over my mind right now. And I thank you, God, that I have the mind of Christ and I resist those thoughts. I am not a loser. I'm learning and growing and developing. And God, you have the right job for my family. You have the right job for me. You have my kids. They may not look like in the natural, but God, I believe they will be saved. I believe that they will be delivered. That, that, that a It's not too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. You have to be able to go through and not allow the enemy to to, to stay in your mind. You have to be able to just say enough is enough. I'm not going to allow those thoughts anymore. I rebuke those thoughts. And now I'm going to begin to walk in action. And do you know what you're doing is you're not only rebuking and saying and praying, but when you're serving, you're really giving the devil a black eye. When you're giving, when you're going and going through and growing through next step classes. You you know, you guys do once a month and you're going through that and you're getting to know God. Some of you that are double dipping in services, man, you know, the devil's saying, oh no, no, no. Why would you go to the second? So you've already heard it. You know, I, I go to all three services at our church and every service is different. And do you know, I'm on the front row and I shout pastor down. Come on, pastor. I've heard the scripture three times. Come on, pastor. And every time I get something new, do you know why? It's because my capacity is increasing every time I'm in the house of God. Well, well, why would you go on a midweek service when you're already going to be at a weekend service? I'm increasing my capacity. I'm increasing the opportunity for God to do something in my life. I've stopped the devil. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let the devil get in my mind. I'm not going to let him persuade me a different route, but I'm going to increase my capacity. I'm going to allow the Holy spirit to do everything. See when we're moving that and we're shifting that and we're making action, God's able to do something in our life because we're creating space where we're, 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 building momentum. You know, I talked about that team. They lost that game. They won the series. Some of us right now, we may be losing a game, but we can win this season of our life. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You may look like a losing season, 
but really it's a winning season. It's by shifting your mentality. Look what David did in a losing season. Let's look real quick to 2 Samuel chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 19 says this, and then David saw him whispering and he realized what happened. Is the child dead? He asked and someone, yes, they replied, he's dead. This is his, this is his child. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, put on some lotions, because you know he was getting ashy. You know, I had to put on some lotions and make sure he don't get too ashy. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. All right, I'm get ashy. Um, put on some lotions, changed his clothes. He went to the tabernacle. He went to Fuel Church and worshiped the Lord. His child just died, but he kept to the game plan. God's given you a game plan to take the next step, even when life is difficult. God's given you a game plan that when you have the worst report, you show up to the house of God. Just, just a few weeks ago, it really actually was a few months ago, we, one, of our, one of our students, she, her, her dad just, I mean, we can't explain it, but her dad just, we don't even know how it happened, but literally just said he had a headache and he, he ended up dying instantly at work. He, he, he was in his 40s. And I watched that young lady. He died on, on Tuesday. I watched that young lady come on a Wednesday night. And, 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 she, and I said, well, what are you doing here? Is your gender thing? She said, I, I had to stay consistent to where I'm called to be. And we got around that young lady after the service and we began to pray. And I watched students get around and begin to speak the word of God over her life. Do you know why it's so important that you're in the house of God and stick to the game plan when things are going difficult? It's because you get around the people of God. You get around the people of God. How, how, do you, how do you seize that victory? How do you seize that miracle? How do you walk in continual freedom? You get around the people of God. Number one tonight, the people of God. You get around the people of God because you're better together. One could chase a thousand, two could put 10,000 to flight. You're better together because when you're unified, the Bible says that's when the anointing comes in. He, he, he loves us getting together. He loves us being together. When you're at, you're at uh, next steps class and you see, we did, I know Jacob just, Pastor Jacob just told me about their 50 something in their last class. It's amazing. But when you're in that next steps class, you're together. See, see, there, there's power in unity. There's power in being together where, hey, we're not focused on our circumstances, but we're focused on God and his provision and what he's going to do and how we're going to grow and how we're going to know God better, how we're going to find more freedom, how we're going to discover our purpose, how we're going to make a difference in Indiana, how we're going to make a difference in Kokomo, how we're going to make a difference in our region. Thank you, Jesus. So number one, we need to have the people of God. We need to be around the people of God. We need each other. I would not be standing here today if it wasn't for Pastor Jacob and Pastor Terry. I would not be who I am today if it was not for these, these, this, this couple that has encouraged me and, and, and I call them on my worst days and just coach me, mentor me, speak into me, speak life into me. We all need that. I, you know, I'm an introvert. 
My personality on the disc test is I'm a DS. So I, I, that's my personality. So like, I'm literally an introvert in a sense of like, the, my favorite place probably would be to be just a few people in my home. Not a lot of people because I'm, that's just my personality. But I'll tell you this, I wouldn't be who I'm at, where I'm at today if it wasn't for Pastor Jacob and others that have poured into my life that I would allow to get into me and allow them to speak into my life. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't have things like next steps, if I didn't have a dream team. I didn't just decide one day, hey, I'm gonna be in ministry. I was part of a dream team team and started leading people, started leading junior high ministries, started leading ushers, started wearing different hats, started just saying, okay, wherever I can serve, if there's a need, I'm going to fill it because if I, whatever I do for God's house, God's going to take care of my house. He's going to take care of my relationships. If I help somebody else's relationship, he'll take care of my relationships. If I, if I sow into somebody else's life, he's going to take care of the, my financial situations. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sow and I'm just going to continue to sow and I'm going to keep on stepping and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to think about it. What if those lepers would have stopped and not got healed? What if they were only a few steps away? How many people are quitting too soon? It's always too, too soon to quit. You can never give up. Never give up. Never quit fighting. Never keep going after it. The doctor says things, things ain't right, doesn't feel right. It, you can't live by how you feel, but you live by faith and you keep taking the step and say, God, you told me to go there. God, I'm just going to keep taking steps and keep on serving. And God, I'm just going to expect that this is your game plan and you know how it's going to turn out and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to walk in faith. And though there's some people are saying, you're crazy. I don't know why you're going to that church, spending all that time serving, going on midweek. People are going to think I'm crazy, but it doesn't matter because God has called me to take the next step. Amen. So two more points for you as, as, I, as I'm closing up here. Uh, number one is the people of God. We need the people of God. We need to be connected with people. Because that, that, that helps us, it propels us, it encourages us. See, the devil wants to isolate us. See, anxiety comes through, and it really, anxiety and depression come through isolation when you feel like you're alone. And how do you destroy that voice like I destroyed the, that spider? You, you have to get around some people. Thank God for the Chick-fil-A dude telling me there's a spider about to bite me, Right? But thank God for your, your pastor and, and your leaders that will tell you, hey, bro, you got to get out. You got, you, 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 that's the wrong relationship for you. Thank God for the leaders that will love you and, and say, hey, you, that, that attitude, you, need, you just need to adjust that attitude. You, that's a losing attitude. We want a winning attitude. And, and you may feel like today we lost, but we're about to win next weekend. And so you need to prepare and get that momentum up so that you're ready. Do you know, I'm watching these sports a lot of times. It's all right here. It's all the battle of the mind and believing and being able to believe and being able to go after God and being able to say, God, I'm going to trust you and take the next step, even though it's not easy. Boy, that's when God is blessed the most is when we trust him during the difficult times and difficult circumstances. I, I know in my own life where 
we almost lost our own son. I watched in the hospital because we were having complications. And, and, and that time, it, it don't matter what your title is. It don't matter what preach. But, but you know what, what I was doing and speaking the word of God right there with the doctors around Nikki and saying, he's going to live. He's going to be fine. And, and minutes later, we saw the manifestation. But before that, I just kept speaking the word. Some things didn't understand. Some things didn't make sense. It was a whole long labor process for us. And, and, and those things start happening in your mind like, well, well, God, well, why did it happen for them? And it took two hours for the baby to come out. And it's taken us 35 right? You start thinking in your head, why did Joey get healed? And I'm not healed yet, but we got to keep our eyes on what God has in front of us and keep taking our step. I can't run someone else's race. I can't live someone else's calling. I can't live someone else's life. I have to keep on stepping to where God's called me to be. And I'm not going to take their pressures on, but I'm going to take on what God's called me to do. And the purpose, the purpose that he has for my life and what he's called me to do and my family to do and my friends to do. Do you see how we single out and keep our eyes off of other people and keep our eyes on Jesus? So number one, the people of God. Number two, power of God. Oh, it's the power of God that gives us the strength. I can tell you, how do I get through? People say, how do you go through hard times? How, how, do, you, how do you live in St. Louis where, where there's, there's, there's literally people getting shot all the time, racial, racial tension, people cursing me out because we have all different colors in our, in our, in our uh, church? How, how do you deal with that? It's the power of God. I don't deal with it. God's power deals with it. He gives me the grace to, de- to, to be able to just walk through it and, and trust in him. And so the power of God, not, not putting all my trust in people, but knowing that I'm better together and that if I'm in a community and in unity, God's going to do something, but also saying, God, it's your power. It's not by my might. It's not by what my ability. It's not by my education. It's not by my resources, not by my finances, but what you can do in my life. And then number three, the last last point would be this, is the promises of God. There has to be a reaction when you feel like you're losing. You have to be able to speak the word of God. He spoke the word of God. What did Jesus do? This is, this is Jesus Christ, the son of God. What did he do? He spoke the word. He said, it is written. He just went right to the word. The devil started trying to tempt him. He went right to the word. He, went, he, he, he acknowledged what the father said. And as he spoke the word of God, there's power. So, so get around the people of God. Then you have the power of God. You get in your, your worship time. You find a time, a place, and a Bible. And you just go after God every single day. And there's times you feel like you fail. But just get up. Don't quit. Keep taking the next step. Sometimes you feel like you're, you're, you've disqualified yourself. I think we've all disqualified ourselves at one point or another. But, but God qualifies the unqualified. Amen. He still raises those up and helps those and restores and delivers. If, if I needed a savior, you and I, we needed a savior. We needed his help. We needed his strength. So number one, the people of God. Number two, the power of God. And number three, the promises of God that we speak every single day. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball, you've taken some wrong turns, you've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, 
God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me. In Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you, find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.